two teams, seven rounds, 224 young men who today are about to become players in the National Football League. A day where lives are changed, fates are decided, dynasties are born, and the clock is always ticking. Of course, I'm talking about draft day. Bear Media Audio Cast. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Bear here once again with another episode of the Bear Media Audio Cast. You heard the intro. We're going to talk a little bit about Draft Day today. I'm not talking about the movie, although it is a great movie. That's why I chose the clip. I actually just watched it the other day, uh, right before I had my fantasy football draft, and that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to break down what happened at the draft, talk a little bit about the league, get a little bit of a history of the managers and players in the league. Um, and really kind of talk a little smack. This league's name is Smack Talk, after all, and it's all about fun. It started off as a free league of guys that all enjoyed football, um, enjoyed fantasy football, talking stats and keeping up with each other, talking smack. Um, And three years now running, we have weeded out some of the players that weren't as competent, that weren't as fun, as active, and we now have a squad that I believe is going to be uh, top-notch for what we're trying to do here. Um, it is now 12 teams. It was originally 10 teams. Um, and before we go on, I want to talk a little bit about each team and give a little history on each player um, and how I know them and their background in sports alone. First and foremost, I will say that my team name in this league is Golden Bear. It's kind of my go-to when it comes to team names. With my last name being Bear, it was a no-brainer. Um, I'm also a big fan of Jack Nicholas, who is the original Golden Bear. Um, obviously, mine's spelled a little bit different. It's the B-A-E-R. Um, but that's my team name most leagues, most of the time. I have had some pretty fun team names. My first year playing fantasy football, my team name was Barely Legal. It's been five or six years now. Um, and the reason I chose that name was because I had just turned 21 and I was getting ready to go out with all my buddies and watch football on TVs at B-dubs or at other bars in Indianapolis. Um, so I thought that name was suiting. Um, I've had some other funny names throughout the year. Uh, actually, one year in this league, every week I changed my team name to mock the team names of the other people because I think team names are everything. I think it's fun and I wouldn't say everything, but I think they're fun. Um, another form of smack talk and another uh, you know, cool factor. I think it really shows your uh, stature as a fantasy football player. But that's just me. Everybody has their own feel for things. Um, also, my other league, um, which is my buddy's league, who he's the commissioner. He's in my league, and I'm in his league. And last year in his league, his league is set up with divisions, and his league's name is the Circle City Footballers. Um, of course, talking about Indianapolis, we're all from Indianapolis or originated in Indianapolis or have a strong tie to Indianapolis. 
And so the name of one of the divisions was the Hoosiers division. I was not in that division, but there was a bunch of smack-talking guys over there. So, of course, I had to name myself the Hoosiers Daddy. And I thought it was appropriate, you know, a good old pun, of course. I find myself kind of punning myself. Um, but it worked out because I ended up winning the league, even though the most of the people in the playoffs were from that division. Um, I won the money, won the championship. We're talking about getting a trophy. It's definitely a fun league, uh, helping out my buddy. Um, but he's in my league as well, and he will be my first one to talk about his team name. As far as I can remember, has always been Toucher of Butts. I am not quite sure where that came from. I think he's obviously an ass man. Um, that's fine with me, um, but but he knows his stuff. He uh, has a lot of knowledge, especially in fantasy football, and he has actually became one of my biggest rivals over the last few years. Um, not that we aren't really good friends still. We still talk smack to each other and everything, uh, but we both have a mutual understanding and agreement on things, on how we talk about trades and different moves and different players. Uh, we really thoroughly enjoy fantasy football and talking about it. Um, we both understand where we're coming from. We actually had a really good talk the other day about a trade that we were talking about doing in my league shortly after the draft. Um, and we just came to an agreement that, you know, the players that we were looking at, you know, they weren't necessarily bad, but the players that I wanted and the players that he wanted, um, he would rather keep his players and I would rather keep my players for what he was willing to give me. And we just kind of understood each other from that standpoint. Um, but ever since then... Uh, ever since we started playing together, we uh, we have played very back and forth when it comes to uh, records and uh, and matchups. I've beat him in quite a few matchups. He's beat me in quite a few rep matchups. Um, his bragging point of the last two or three years, he's like, well, my I had the best record in your league, or I, my record was better than yours last year. I just had this happen to me or that happen to me or whatever. Um, but I will say. We have yet to play in a league together where I have not come out on top as a champion of fantasy football. So he may beat me in the regular season, um, but at the end of the day, I'm always coming away with the trophy. You know, So if you're listening to this, Chris, uh, Chris Hacker, shout out to you. Another good rival. Hopefully you'll come on the show soon. I know you're out in St. Louis doing your thing. Um, check out Chris's YouTube channel, Chris Hacker Reviews. He reviews movies. Um, and other pop culture events, mostly movies, TV shows, comic book stories, um, stuff along those lines. Um, great YouTube channel. Definitely check it out. Um, hopefully he'll come on here soon. The next person I'm going to talk about is my good friend Tyrone Mullins. Um, he's a big Cincinnati Bengals fan. I mentioned it to him before. Um, we are actually supposed to be going to the Bengals game tomorrow. I hope we can make it work out. Um, it's a little bit of a drive for both of us, but... We both enjoy tailgating, um, hanging out. We we love football. Um, I'm not a huge, you know, Bengals fan first, but I do love the Bengals. They're probably my second favorite team. Obviously, I'm a Bears fan. Again, with the last name, I'm sure that gets a little monotonous, but there's a reason for everything. Uh, but I am a Bengals fan. Um, the tickets to the stadium are cheap, and the stadium is a pretty nice stadium. We have our tailgating parking lot every year. We go to the same spots. Um, we have friends, we've met people, and we've become pretty legendary when it comes to tailgating around the area. Um, so legendary so that when we were working in a bar in Indianapolis, 
Um, we saw a guy walk up with a Bengals hat on, and of course we both shouted, Who Day, you know, the Bengals chant. And uh, we started talking to the guy about going to the games and stuff, and how he was always at the games, and he always loved to go tailgating. And then we started talking, and we ended up finding out that we were from the same tailgating parking lot. And he came up to us and said, Hey, did you guys have those jello shots that those guys were passing around? Me and my buddy looked at me and laughed, and that's because we are legendary when it comes to jello shots. We throw them out at just about every tailgate we've ever been to, concerts, football games, basketball games, college games. Uh, we, we really enjoy tailgating, and those jello shots apparently are legendary around there, according to this other fan. I can't remember his name, um, but usually you can find us in the parking lot passing out jello shots. Um, and I guarantee you they are the strongest jello shots you've ever had. Um, secret recipe. Um, we do use Everclear, 90% alcohol vodka, and um, so strong that we have to add extra jello to the packet. We either call them strongberry jello shots because they put you in the red zone. Um, we, we really enjoy it, and obviously they've become pretty legendary. Um, Tyrone, pretty good football knowledge. He uh, used to play a little bit in high school, even though he wasn't supposed to. His parents weren't didn't want him to go play football, get hurt, and everything. He was more of a basketball star, but he's a big fan of football, um, knows his stuff. He's been on this earth for forty something years, so he's he's seen some of the greatest players that ever play the game. Play the game. He's been at some pretty important games in his life and uh, has great knowledge. Um, his team name in my league right now is Sin City. He's also been the Cincinnati team. Um, mostly everything revolving around the Bengals is him. Last year, uh, when I matched up against him, I changed my team name to Cincinnati Bungholes instead of Cincinnati Bengals. Um, he got a kick out of that. I kicked his butt, and uh, we just keep it moving. Next person in the league is actually new to the league last year first time player first time in the league um, his name is Craig Carroll he's another friend of ours that we used to work with in the same bar in Indianapolis um, Craig is a big Cowboys fan huge Cowboys fan um, I remember one of the first times talking to Craig about football he had on his Des Bryant jersey or Emmett Smith jersey I can't remember which one it might have been an Aikman jersey um, but Craig and I talked about football a lot when we were working on Sundays. We would work the bar and uh, watch the games and go through all the games. And Craig kind of had this mentality about football. He didn't want a big blowout. He didn't want the um, Cowboys to win 55-10 to 10 or something like that. I mean, of course, he'll be a little bit happy about that. But he always told me that he likes to go through every emotion when it comes to football. Um, he wants it to be a close game. He wants to be nervous. He wants to be upset. He wants to be yelling at the TV. And at the same time, he wants to come out on top in the end. Huge Bengals fan. His team name is Dem Boys. He ended up right in the middle of the league last year, um, either fifth or sixth place. Um, first time ever playing. Um, he's a great fantasy football player um, and a great personality in general. He's funny. Um, he's cool. So if you're listening, Craig, shout out to you. I hope you do well this year. I'm glad you came back. He had a perfect addition to this team last year to weed out those old people that didn't work out. Um, and you were honestly one of my favorite people playing last year. Um, the next team we want to talk about is my buddy Andrew. Um, Andrew is 
a great dude, knows his football stats. He's a big SEC fan, uh, especially the Florida Gators. He went to school down there for a few semesters, big fan. So he always tends to lean towards the Florida players or players that played at Florida at one point in time but graduated at another school. He's a huge fan of all those kinds of players. He's a Cam Newton fan. He's a Mike Vick fan. You know, he, he loves, you know, Frank Gore in the old school days where we used to play Madden all the time. He'd always pick whichever team Frank Gore was on at the time and just run me over, um, kick my butt at Madden a lot. Um, he's a real good dude. His team name is Vix Team 7. Um, and he's got knowledge. There's actually a funny story I'll tell you later about Andrew. Um, but I don't know if he will like it, but it's pretty funny in my perspective. The next team I want to talk about is Locks of Love. Locks of Love is my brother's team. Um, if you haven't heard from me about my brother um, or didn't listen to a previous podcast with him on there, um, he's kind of going through the naturalist, long hair, California phase at the moment. Um, really good dude, but his his long, luscious locks are all he lives for, it seems like. He's uh, got a good football knowledge in general. He is a Miami Dolphins fan. Um, which I think is a little odd because we're from Indianapolis. And his reason, I kind of understand, though. He was a big Dustin Keller fan when we used to watch the teams at Purdue play. And so he followed Justin Keller throughout all of his teams um, throughout the NFL. And he's just stuck with the Miami Dolphins since Dustin Keller was on that team last. Um, I just find it a little odd because Dustin Keller only played like one game at Miami before he got hurt and retired um, and it might have even been a preseason game but you know it's his right to choose who he wants to choose for and uh, I get it but he's he's pretty pretty fun part of the group as well um, the next team is my little brother my stepbrother um, Joe Joe is a great kid um, for some reason he knows all sorts of stats nonsense you know, stuff that people just don't think about all the time. And he's only 14 years old, and he, he beats a lot of people. He does have a little bit of a weird methodology when it comes to fantasy football. Um, I think that's just a little bit of his um, his age and his mentality on statistics. Um, but he's not bad at all. He's, he's a good part of the group as well. Uh, the next thing we want to talk about is another new addition to the team last year. Uh, before we get into the new additions to the team this year, um, is Sonny Atwell. Sonny is a really funny guy. He's actually a stand-up comedian. Um, he's got some great one-liners, some great comedy work. Um, really good when it comes to uh, improvising on the spot type one-liner stuff. Um, I don't think he really does that on stage as much. Um, but every time I'm around him, he always has me cracking up, laughing about something. Um, he's a really cool dude. He's got a lot of cool, interesting... Uh, Outlooks on life. He's a huge Kanye West fan. You know, he kind of reminds me of a mixture between Aziz Ansari and, uh, let me think. I can't remember the actor's name that I was thinking of. I lost it. But if you picture Aziz Ansari on a little bit cooler, a little bit more fashionable and not so annoying, uh, that's Sonny, all right. Um, he's really funny, um, great comedy. Um, great football knowledge as well. He plays very, very uh, competitively. Um, and he was actually a last-minute 
throw in. Um, I talked to him a little bit about fantasy football a few times, and an hour before the draft last year, I texted him out of the blue, and I said, hey, man, we need to fill a spot. Somebody didn't get back to me. He ended up coming in and was probably another great ad. He was more competitive than most everybody else in the league, except myself. He ended up runner-up last year um, with a great record, and he just fought his way all the way to the end until he came to me. Uh, but it was a great matchup, really good respect, and I apologize for the dog drinking all the water in the corner here. We were out here at the lake, enjoying the lake life a little bit, Saturday night light. Uh, football's on TV, Big Ten, Ohio State game. Um, kind of paying attention to it, but not so much. I did watch a lot of the uh, Louisville Cardinals game earlier. Um, great game, that Lamar Jackson. He was a great athlete last year. Obviously, he won the uh, Heisman Trophy, uh, which was all real cool. Um, I think this year he looks even better, um, more so mature. The way he plays is seems a little bit smarter, um, and his his talent has not diminished at all. Has actually seemed to be better as well. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if he wins the Heisman again this year. I'm gonna call out him. I think he's gonna win it again this year. I think he may be the person to go back to back, first person in a long time. Um, but the dude can run. He runs in touchdowns. He had a 40-yard run in or so today, breaking tackles along the way. Um, he had like three rushing TDs and three passing TDs today. It's just like unbelievable, the guy. He seems a little um, skinny for the NFL, but I don't think that'll matter when it comes to the way he plays when he gets to the NFL. I think he'll be a great asset to whichever team he's on as long as they use him properly. Uh, he looked clean and healthy in the pocket. He, he was quick outside of the pocket, uh, made some great decisions, and they came out on top. So Saturday night watching football football all day let's get back to these new teams we added this year uh, last year we released two teams um, they weren't bad players but you know some of them kind of fell off they didn't really show as much interest they didn't really uh, keep up with everybody they didn't really talk a lot of smack um, so we tried to bring in some new players that we thought were going to be more active more fun uh, more knowledge and of course more smack talk um, it's kind of a, I wanted to create a league that had a little bit of a feel of the show, The League, which is a great TV show. It's on Netflix. Um, I watch it a lot around football season as well. And it's not so much great because of the football knowledge or the, you know, the fantasy football talk. It's just a funny comedy. I just enjoy the whole show. I like the hints to the football stuff. I like bringing on football players in the show. It's a great show. So that's the kind of atmosphere we're trying to create here. So we get a, got rid of a couple people last year, and we brought in a couple more. Um, the first person I brought in um, is actually a guy I've been talking to a little bit more here in the last few months. A real good guy. We went to high school together. His name is Eric Osentoski, better known as Oz. He was a football star at my school. Um, he was quicker than everybody. He hit harder than everybody. Um, he was a solid player all the way through. I always envied him for the way he played. Um, I really enjoyed playing football. I wasn't too bad at football, but I wasn't really that good. I wasn't as hungry as everybody else. Um, I, I sat on the bench a lot and enjoyed it. You know, Not that I enjoyed being on the bench. I was just glad to be a part of the team and 
uh, rooting for my buddies out there. Uh, I played a little bit, um, but it was kind of hard for me. I was smaller than everybody else at the time. I didn't play my senior year, and that was right when I started filling out and getting bigger and starting to realize that I could lower my shoulder into a couple people and handle my own a little bit more. But I was always a small, scrawny kid growing up, so I just didn't play like that until I didn't play my senior year. Um, and I also played the same position as some other really great athletes, you know, state champions in basketball and other, other sports. So I was just glad to be part of the team. Um, I, I was not a bad athlete, but I kind of stuck to the lake sports more than the uh, school sports myself. Um, but Oz was a great athlete. Uh, we played baseball together. We played basketball together. Um, he was always a stud when it came to sports. Uh, the next person I want to talk about is J.P. Smith. J.P. is one of my brother's friends who had stopped by a couple times at the lake here. We had a couple bonfires through the football around and stuff and we talked a lot about all sorts of sports sports talk uh, just a good guy in general we had a lot of fun that night Jake was here and uh, he seemed to really know his stuff so I said hey you know when it came down to needing new players that would be active he seemed like a perfect choice to throw into our 10th spot of our league since we kicked two players out last year we were gonna fill up 10 spots Meanwhile, on the other side of things, my buddy Sonny, who was mentioned earlier, um, he had texted me and said, hey, you know, I have a, uh, if you have anybody you need to fit into one of these slots of your teams, I got a buddy who really wants to play. He really knows his stuff. I trust him a lot. His name is Jacob Martin. He said, look him up on Facebook or whatever. I said, man, I love that. That's cool. Uh, but if we have him, we're going to have to find somebody else to play too because we already have 10 teams said, I have no issue with making this a 12-team, but uh, we just got to make sure we find another player. And uh, two minutes later, Sonny texted me and said, hey, my roommate will do it, um, and he'll be a great asset as well. He knows his stuff also. So we have Jacob Martin. Um, I do not know Sonny's roommate's name, um, but his team name is Ethical's team. Um, Jacob Martin's team is named Jacob Martin's team, and John's team is JP so there's all sorts of people um, some people still have the generic names and I'm really hoping uh, they hear this and they get on some really funny good team names um, but so far um, of the team names other than myself Chris Hacker gets a shout out it's a great team name and Oz um, Team America Oz is Team America and as much as I am competitive with him, it's kind of hard to compete with somebody when they put Team America on there because everybody knows that America is the GOAT. Back-to-back -back World War champions. Um, so I'm a big fan of red, white, and blue. Go America. Um, so I'll definitely be rooting for Oz this year. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the draft. <laughs> So the draft order was randomly selected and it came out a little bit like this. First pick of the draft was Chris Hacker, Toucher of Butts. After that was Jake, my brother, Locks of Love. After that was JP, Ethical's team, which is Sonny's roommate, Andrew, myself, Tyrone, 
Craig, them boys, Jacob Martin, my stepbrother Joe, Oz, and Team America, and Sonny had the last pick of the draft. Um, but the first round seemed to be pretty much chalk. I know the first three picks were auto-drafted, as well as another team or two. Um, I feel bad for my buddy Chris Hacker. He uh, he set his alarm for eight for 7.30 because the draft was at 8 o'clock. Um, but he set it when he was in Indianapolis, and he drove back to St. Louis where he's living at currently. And there's an hour time difference, so by the time he woke up for the draft, he was a little bit late, unfortunately. Um, it was 8 at night, but he had a long day and was pretty tired, took a nap, um, woke up, and he had some of his picks already picked. Um, Jake, unfortunately, couldn't get into his Yahoo name at the time, so uh, he had to auto-draft, and then we transferred it to his new Yahoo page. And uh, I'm not exactly sure what happened with JP's team and some of the other players. Um, but the first three picks overall were... David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, and Antonio Brown. That was Chris Hacker, toucher of butts with David Johnson. Uh, Le'Veon Bell went to Locks of Love, my brother Jake. And JP ended up with Antonio Brown. After that, Ethical's team picked Julio Jones, um, which I would somewhat agree with ranking so far here. Uh, the next one was a little bit of an off-taking pick for me. Um, Andrew chose Devonta Freeman. You know, I like Devonta Freeman this year. I think he's pretty solid, but fifth overall, I see a couple other players that I would have had a little bit ahead of him. I picked LaShawn McCoy at six, um, and I thought that was a great pick. I think he's the third um, third running back in my rankings. Um, after that was Odell Beckham Jr., drafted by Tyrone. Tyrone was at work, so he had auto-drafted as well. Um, Craig Carroll got Mike Evans. Uh, Jacob Martin got... A.J. Green and Joe's team ended with uh, Jay Ajayi. Oz picked Jordy Nelson at 11, and DeMarcus, DeMarcus, DeMarco Murray was Sonny's pick at 12. Um, so pretty much chalk for the most part. Devonta Freeman went a little earlier than I would have expected. Um, I actually like where Odell Beckham Jr. went here, but I think Mike Evans should have been ahead of him. Um... I'm not a huge Odell Beckham Jr. fan. Um, I wouldn't say that. He's he's not a bad player. I, I respect his game. He's definitely got a lot of talent. Um, but I do think he's a little bit overrated. Just a little bit because of that one catch or that one-handed catch. They're still talking about it to this day. Um, it was a great catch. I was witnessing it live on TV. Um, I, I respect that. But in reality, I think people just keep that in their foresight and that's what they think of Odell Beckham Jr. Um, I don't necessarily think he's a bad receiver. I just don't think he's you know top three or four like everybody else seems to put him. He does end up there sometimes but I like Mike Evans ahead of him. I like A.J. Green ahead of him but personally I think A.J. Green myself is a little bit more of a bias from going to the Bengals games all the time. Um, outside of that Joe picked up Jay Ajayi Another player I'm not too hot on. I respect his game. He's a good running back, but I still think people are a little inflated on him because of his three games last year that he went three games over 200 yards in a span of like four or five games. Um, he had a hot streak. 
he has the capabilities to do some stuff like that again, but I think it's hard to expect that out of him. Um, he's going to be a good back, but I just think he's a little bit inflated still. People are drafting him to be that player, and I don't. I just don't see him being that player um, consistently. I think that's more of an outlier type situation. I also think that in those five or six games he had, you know, like 40 or 50 percent of his production all year when it came to fantasy points came in um, those four or five games there where he was on that hot streak. Um, so not a bad player, but um, just a player that I would note as um, a little bit more risky um, for where you're drafting him at. Not necessarily risky, just I think he's a little bit overvalued. Um, so going into round two, um, since this is a serpentine draft, uh, Sonny had the next picked. Uh, Sonny picked Brandon Cooks at New England. Um, I think Brandon Cooks is going to have a pretty decent year. Um, I'm just interested to see how Tom Brady uses him um, and how the England, uh, New England offense um, utilizes him and develop plays for him. Obviously, with Julian Edelman out now, um, it seems as if he gets a little bit of a bump. He's, he's lightning quick. Um, I, I like the guy a lot. I just don't know that he's going to be top top 10 like everybody else seems to think. Um, but he seemed nice in the Thursday night game. He had a couple of big plays, um, or crucial plays, I should say. He had, he had a couple of plays that I really thought, you know, he passed the test. It was just a matter of how they utilize him. I feel like Tom Brady has, outside of Gronk and Edelman, he has had those players that, you know, he goes to, but he's not really, you know, he kind of locks on to Gronk and Edelman, and outside of that, he kind of just spreads the ball around between the other players. Um, next person off the board, Oz goes with Melvin Gordon. So Oz's first two picks were Jordy Nelson and Melvin Gordon. Pretty decent combo. I personally play running back heavy. Um, I like Jordy Nelson, but Jordy Nelson to me... Um, just that injury risk, and he is getting a little bit older, but they use him like a stud out there, so so I understand it. Um, after that, Joe's team picked up uh, Des Bryant, third pick of the second round. Um, another player that kind of has a little bit of a question mark on him. Um, in my opinion, he's, he's definitely got the talent to be a stud. He has been a stud in the past, but um, with his injury risk, um, how Dak Prescott targets him, um, there's kind of a little bit of a shift there on how, how he's utilized. Um, but I still think he'll come out pretty decent. And Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Jacob Martin stole Ezekiel Elliott with the fourth pick of the second round. Um, I really like that pick. This draft was taking place on Sunday night, um, the last week of preseason games. Um, so at the time... The Zeke suspension has was up in question on whether or not they were going to uphold it. Uh, they hadn't gave a ruling on it yet. Since then, um, since then they have now, and I'll talk a little bit about that. But my gut feeling on that was that he was going to be pushed back, and uh, it was at first the suspension I thought was going to stick because I think Roger Goodall's trying to be. Uh, a stickler, you know, come down with an iron fist and, you know, try to weed out some of that, those characteristics in the league. Um, so I think that the six-game suspension will stick. 
Um, but as things started developing more, I started leaning more towards the idea that it will stick, but the, the suspension may be postponed. Um, and the longer it waited, the more it seemed like it was going to get postponed. And so shortly after the draft, the next couple of days, um, the ruling came out and the uh, suspension was upheld at six games, but it was pushed back um, because the ruling came out so late they were allowing Zeke to uh, play in week one, uh, which I think he should have a decent week. They're playing the Giants. Um, I, I don't know that he's going to be a super stud. Um, if Zeke plays the whole year, um, I like the guy. He's got a lot of talent, but I don't necessarily expect him to be a top three back. Um, I can see him being top eight for sure. Just I think he takes a step back. Um, I think they were just riding him hot and heavy last year. And uh, he's got the talent. I just see him being a little bit inflated on that rookie season. I think players have gotten used to how he plays and have a little bit more film, a little bit more studied up on him. And uh, I think he's still going to be great. But um, at that pick, he was a great pickup. And also, just the other day, uh, it was released that Zeke's suspension is up in question now to with the Supreme Court. He filed an appeal to uh, to have the suspension, uh, what do they call that, a put a restraining order on the suspension. Um, I can't remember exact details of the thing. I'm not a lawyer or anything like that. Um, but it seems as if that they're going to hold on with the suspension until it goes to court. Um, and so all th signs are pointing to Zeke having a full 2017 season and the suspension, uh, in my opinion, will probably be tacked on, but it'll probably be a lot like the Brady situation last year or the year before to where um, his suspension won't happen until the season after. Um, and I think it's a little bit of a conflict of interest, but uh, Jerry Jones, owner of the Cowboys, is in negotiations with Roger Goodell's new um, extension. So uh, I think that might have had a little bit of something to do with it. Um, I'm not positive. You know, I'm not saying that's how things are going down, but I find that a little bit risky. And, of course, it's the Cowboys, so I feel like they have, they have ways to get their way a little bit. You know, same with the uh, Patriots, you know. They might be big competitors, and nobody in Indiana likes the Patriots, but they have their ways of getting stuff done, and it seems to work. So the fifth pick of the second round was Craig Carroll. Um, he picked Todd Gurley there. Um, Todd Gurley, great running back. I think he's got all the talent in the world. It's just a matter of uh, the line in uh, Los Angeles. It feels weird saying Los Angeles Rams, but the line with the Rams... Um, he was hit first before the line of scrimmage most often last year, I believe, out of all the running backs. He, he just seemed to get hit as soon as he got the ball, and he couldn't really do much with it. Um, the Rams have some work to do, but if if they can bring the offense together to help block and, and use him properly, um, take some right steps, he could be elite. But until then, I don't see him being a top dog, but I think he has the potential uh, to be a player a lot like uh, Marshawn Lynch or uh, Chris Johnson, those type of players when they were playing. Um, after that, Tyrone got Michael Thomas. I picked Jordan Howard, and Andrew picked Leonard Fournette. Jordan Howard, great running back. 
I don't necessarily think he's, you know, elite, but uh, for I think he is an RB1 for sure. And, of course, um, a Bears guy. I had to have a Bears guy. I didn't have to, but if I can play with some guys that I like to watch and some teams that I like to watch, I tend to pick those players over the next players. Um, after Leonard Fournette, Ethical's team picked Isaiah Crowell. Uh, JP picked Doug Baldwin and then Dalvin Cook. Looks like Dalvin Cook was the first rookie off the board. Um, I think he's going to have a decent team this year. Uh, he'll have a decent workload. I don't expect him to be the rookie of the year or anything. Um, but if Minnesota can get their O-line, it seems like they've been trying to work a little bit on their O-line and things are meshing a little bit better. Um, I think he'll have a decent season this year. Um, and it will also open up the playing field for uh, open up the passing game for uh, Sam Bradford. So I, I, I like that pick, but I, I don't necessarily think he's the best rookie in the draft. Um, and after that was Amari Cooper, um, picked by Chris Hacker. Um, I think that was another auto pick. Um, I personally think that Chris and I are on the same page. We believe that Michael Crabtree is the guy to have there. Um, I like Amari Cooper from a talent standpoint, but it just seems to be like Michael Crabtree is always that, you know, underdog who always comes out as a one um, or a high end two. He just, he seems to get the touchdowns and he seems to get the targets to really be um, a playmaker. Um, Amari Cooper has all the talent, but, you know, they use Crabtree a lot more. Crabtree's rapport with Derek Carr seems to be very, uh, very friendly, so they uh, they connect on a lot of passes and stuff. Um, and I think Chris Hacker takes uh, Michael Crabtree above Amari Cooper usually. Uh, but again, this I think was a uh, auto draft situation. Um, shortly after that, Christian McCaffrey came off the board with uh, Chris Hacker's team. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, really talented dude. I think he's you know. At what he does, he's probably the best rookie in the draft. Um, I don't necessarily think he'll come out on top as a rookie of the year or anything, but the guy is so um, versatile when it comes to catching the ball, running the ball, you know, getting upfield. He he finds the holes. He's elusive as heck. He's just quick, you know, head down type type back. He he does all kinds of stuff. Um, he's very very much one of my favorite rookies to watch play just from that standpoint alone. Um, he kind of has that Barry Sanders um, feel to him, in my opinion, just, just quick, elusive, and uh, he finds a hole just about every time. Um, so Chris Hacker ended up with him as the second RB, um, second rookie off the board. Actually, I lied. He's a third rookie off the board. Dalvin Cook was the second rookie off the board, and Leonard Fournette was the first rookie off the board. Um, I think Andrew reached a little bit on him, but I get it. You know, he could have the workload and, and win out that, that starting role. Um, he's, he's got the talent. It's just a matter of, I, I guess I'd just like to see how he turns out for the first couple of weeks before I make a decision on what my opinion is of him. Um, second pick of the third round was Jake. He picked Terrell Pryor. Um, that was also an auto pick. I really like Terrell Pryor this year out in Washington. Uh, gives Kirk Cousins a valid uh, target to throw towards. Um, I think he's he's big. He's he's got some hands. He's got some speed. 
Um, I think it really helps Kirk Cousins and the Washington offense in general. I uh, I think he'll do all right this year. Um, after that, JP picked T.Y. Hilton. Ethicals team picked Rob Gronkowski in the third, which is another great pick. Um, great value there. Gronk, if he plays, he's you know he's a difference maker um, at the tight end position. I don't like to go tight end early that much, but I understand not passing him up in the third round. Um, I just hope if he is on my team that he stays healthy. Uh, but I think he should have a pretty healthy year, pretty solid year. It's his uh, it's his contract year, and he has some stuff in his contract that say uh, that are a little bit health dependent on what he gets money wise. Um, I think he has some bonuses coming his way if he stays healthy for most of the year. Um, but he's a great player. He's a great player. I I saw him play on Thursday against the Chiefs. Um, he looks like the healthy Gronk. Um, it's just that offense on Thursday just didn't seem like they could get stuff rolling in the second half. They were, you know, just they just seemed a little bit off. They weren't the regular New England offense. Just Tom Brady wasn't playing the regular Tom Brady game, but I do think um, last few times Tom Brady went 0-1, I think they ended up winning the Super Bowl. Um, I may be wrong, but uh, I think they have a good chance this year still. I I never thought they were going to go 19-0 like some people, um, but I do think they are a big contender when it comes to the Super Bowl. Andrew picked uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I got Kareem Hunt in the third round. This was after the news of Spencer Ware's injury. Um, I liked Kareem Hunt coming out of the draft. He was um, between Kareem Hunt, Christian McCaffrey, um, and Joe Mixon. Those were my three favorite rookie running backs. Um, and it was all a matter of who gets the workload. I leaned towards uh, Joe Mixon because I think after a few weeks, um, he will start taking over more of the the workload and be the third, the three-down back Um in Cincinnati, um, but after this this injury to Spencer Ware, Kareem Hunt was definitely clear cut, um, clear cut to be the starting back, um, get most of the uh, the majority of the carries, um, and that that changes the rankings a little bit for me. He uh, he looks good. He they use him right, and in that Thursday night game, he went for like 245 combined yards and three touchdowns. Um, just a super study. I think he ended up putting up like 49 points in my in my league or something like that. Maybe 50. It was somewhere around 50 points in the league. I did have him starting in my flex. Um, he was a great play for me. I'm already up by like 30 points because of him. Um, great, great rookie. I think he has potential to win the rookie of the year role because of um, his workload and getting the volume that he's going to be getting now after Spencer Ware's injury. You don't wish an injury upon somebody like Spencer Ware. I think Spencer Ware was a good back as well. Um, but before the the injury, Kareem Hunt and Spencer Ware were going to be probably sharing the role a little bit, and it kind of brought them both down. And uh, so now I think Kareem Hunt will step up, and um, it, it seems like he wants to continue to get better, and uh, they they like using him, so they're, they're in love with him out there. I like him this year. I could see him going as a top five to top eight running back this year um, if all goes as as they're using him now. I don't expect him to have a bunch of games where he goes 200 yards and three touchdowns, but 
I could see them using him for a while after that. After that, Tyrone's auto-draft picked him Travis Kelsey, um, one of my favorite tight ends to watch. Um, they call him Baby Gromp. They call him Seuss. I, I really like the guy. He's got all the talent in the world. Um, and I think with the way um, Alex Smith and Pat Mahomes throw, I think if they start using Gronk, or not Gronk, if they start using Kelsey a little bit more, um, I think it'll help their offense. And I think with Kareem Hunt being there, it opens up the pass a little bit more, especially that deep ball if they go into, into that play-action play type stuff. Uh, Jeremy Macklin's gone, so I seem to think Kelsey's going to be the number one target out there, um, maybe tied with uh, Tyreek Hill, uh, but he's definitely a, a threat underneath, a deep ball threat. Um, he's big. He's a monster, and that's why he's one of my favorite tight ends. After that, Aaron Rodgers, the first quarterback off the board in the third round. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers, I expect to be the first quarterback off. He's been solid for the last, you know, so many years. He's one of those players that's just always going to be there in the top. Um, Craig picked him up. Um, it's a good pick. A little early for quarterback for me. I like to wait on quarterbacks, but but I get it. Um, after that, Keenan Allen went off the board. Another guy coming off an injury from last year. Um, if he's healthy, Rivers loves him. He'll be great. Um, Lamar Miller, a little bit of a question mark there in Houston on how things are going to be. I will say, uh, give a shout-out to Houston, uh, especially J.J. Watt. I know they've gone through a lot here with the hurricane and flooding situations, um, but it's really nice to see the players get together, work as a team, work with the community, um, and do something for the city. I respect that greatly. You know, my heart goes out to them, and uh, I, I, I honestly believe that the teamwork, uh, the the situation out there will better their team because they are coming together as a team, as a community. Um, my thoughts here, things that come to my mind are when Lu uh, Louisiana went through the hurricane a few years back, Hurricane Katrina. I think they ended up winning the Super Bowl that year or the year after that. Um, coming together as a team, I think that will really boost morale and really um, give them something a little bit extra fuel in the tank. I could see Houston doing really well this year. Um, so I like him. DeAndre Hopkins went early also. Um, but Lamar Miller, um, if they can get their offensive line to block and they use him in the way that he's ran in uh, Miami, you know, that downhill roll, he can catch the ball. I think he could be kind of a sleeper. Not really a sleeper, an early round guy, a great target to have, but a little bit of a sneaky pick here at third in the third round. Oz, with his third pick, um, the 11th pick of the third round, picked Ty Montgomery. Um, the guy was known last year for being a receiver that's turned into a running back. Um, I personally love Ty Montgomery this year. Um, Rodgers likes him. He can catch the ball, especially in PPR formats. He's, he's going to be used in both the pass and the run. Um, and from the looks of it, he's been working out and uh, working out like a running back, he seems a lot bigger, uh, a lot more of a running back build. Last year he was kind of trying to make that transmission on the fly. Um, this year I think he's going to come out hot, and I think he's going to stay hot for most of the year. I could see him finishing up there in the top top 8, top 12 um, easily. Sonny picked up Alshon Jeffrey to close out the third round. Good pick. Interesting to see how he plays here in Philadelphia. 
Um, I like him. He's a former bear. Um, I think he kind of took that prove it type uh, deal out there. And if, if I really think if he uh, if he can get open and have that separation that he's shown before, that'll give Carson Wentz another big target. Um, he can score some touchdowns. I think he'll be all right this year. We're getting into the fourth or fifth round. We're going to start speeding things through a little bit. Um, Sonny picked Marshawn Lynch in the fourth round. That'll be an interesting play to see how he turns out in Oakland. Um, it's nice to see him coming out for his city, even though they'll be leaving in the next few years. Um, Oz picked Tom Brady in the fourth. Um, I think he'll be all right this season. He didn't have the greatest stats uh, this last game on Thursday, but uh, I think if you hold, hold and trust the system, you know, trust Tom Brady, I think he'll turn out to be all right. Drew Brees, my favorite quarterback, one of my favorite team players um, in the NFL, um, and he's just a great guy. I talked about him in the last podcast, I believe. He's just a great guy. Family man, does a lot of for the city. Um, an ex-Purdue guy, I like watching that. Um, my brother Joe picked him up. Uh, after that, Jacob Martin got Tyreek Hill. Um, Craig picked Greg Olson. Tyrone got Carlos Hyde. I picked Demarius Thomas. I went three running backs with my first three picks. Um, I obviously play very running back heavy, um, but this pick, I think, allowed me to do so. Uh, Demarius Thomas, I think he's a solid guy. I don't necessarily think he has a super high ceiling. I know he can be elite, um, but the way I see him is he's that guy that's just solid, safe, um, old, reliable type player. Um, I don't know that he's going to have a lot of big games, but I don't think he'll have hardly any bad games. Um, so I picked him as a trust factor, just to kind of an insurance clause when it comes to wide receiver. Um, Andrew picked Kelvin Benjamin with his fourth pick. Michael Crabtree, Joe Mixon, JP picked Joe Mixon in the 10th pick of the fourth round. Devontae Adams was taken, and CJ Anderson was taken in the fourth round. Fifth round, um, Chris got Allen Robinson, uh, Jake got Russell Wilson, Amir Abdullah is off the board, Jordan Reed's off the board, Jimmy Graham's off the board. A little bit of a tight end run there, kind of interesting. I picked Martavis Bryant. Um, I had three running backs already. Um, I picked Demarius Thomas. The uh, running backs I had next in line I thought might fall back to me. Um, I don't remember if they did or not. Um, they were still available, I think. Uh, there was a next. There was a slew of running backs there in the next section that I I thought I had the capability to wait and get another one here in a few minutes. But Martavis Bryan, I like this pick because because of the reliability of uh, DT. I think Martavis Bryan is that big play type of guy, high ceiling. Might be a little bit of a risk. Um, I but I thought with having that safer player. Out front as the wide receiver one, Martavis Bryant was a perfect complement to that. Um, I can have a little bit of a balance of those safe players. Um, Martavis Bryant can turn out to be a boom-bust type player, but I think he'll do well this year. I think he's got a lot to prove. Um, I just hope they they didn't forget about him and they know how to use him still. Um, he's super fast, great player. Um, next few people off the board... Tyrone got Larry Fitzgerald. Craig got Mark Ingram. Jacob Martin picked Devontae Parker. I think Devontae Parker's going to be 
um, solid this year. It seems like Jay Cutler got his traditional lock. Um, I I actually like Jay Cutler out there in Miami. He uh, I always said that Ryan Tannehill was like Cutler 2.0. I personally think Cutler does it a little bit better. I know it's kind of hard to get on board with Cutler because of his uh, personality, or some people think it's a bad attitude or or lack of interest. I personally think it's more of an internal thing. He's just not very good at expressing his emotions. Um, but I think his talent's there. He might throw a couple picks, but Ryan Tannehill threw a lot of picks too. Adam Gase loves Jay Cutler. I think he'll be solid there, and the connection with Parker seems to be apparent. I think they're going to have a lot of uh, a lot of work coming there. And I believe Jay Cutler compared Devontae Parker to a faster version of Alshon Jeffrey. So Cutler, I believe, likes him. I think he'll be a solid player this year. I think he'll rise up. He might be a top 10 receiver this year. Um, the next three players off the board to close out the fifth round are Emmanuel Sanders, another player I like off of Denver. Um, he's kind of another one of those guys that I think is a little bit of a sneaky pick. Um, Simeon seems to have a little bit of a rapport with him. Um, Osweiler's back there, and they played well together also. Um, Oz picked Golden Tate, and Jameson Crowder was Sonny's last pick in the fifth round. Um, in the sixth round, Sonny picks Marcus Mariota, um, another underrated quarterback. I don't necessarily expect him to be top dog, but I think he'll be a solid play throughout the year. Uh, Oz picks Jarvis Landry. Joe picks Sammy Watkins. Adrian Peterson goes off the board, so both Adrian Peterson and Mark Ingram are off the board now. And uh, I like both the guys. I think if Adrian Peterson's um, still healthy and has that speed and has that capability, I don't necessarily think he will be the Adrian Peterson as of old, but I still think he'll be a valid player. Um, I just worry that Mark Ingram and him are going to be eaten into each other a little bit. In the end, I think if I had to pick one of the guys, I think I'd rather have Ingram. Um, Ingram has been solid the last few years. They brought in other players. Um, over the years, and Ingram always seems to be the one that rises to the top of the list. Um, but AP is not a bad guy here. Um, Matt Ryan, Tevin Coleman, and I pick Mike Gillisley at seventh pick of the sixth round. I really only pick Mike Gillisley because Andrew's team is um, Andrew's a big fan of Mike Gillisley. Um, I like the guy. I think he's a good running back. Um, but I really picked him because Andrew had the next pick, and I was more just toying with his mind a little bit. Um, and so I picked him up, and then I started offering him trades after the draft. I told him what I did, and he understood. But I, So I started offering him a couple trades in the, after the draft. Um, I kind of valued him where I thought he should be. You know, I thought he was going to be that you know borderline running back two. You know, I thought he was going to have the LeGarrette Blount role. Um, but I personally don't like playing those kind of running backs just because um, they seem to be touchdown dependent, and that just makes me a little bit nervous. But I'm always playing running back heavy, so I tend to always have a lot of guys I feel a lot safer with, a lot more confident with. Um, but again, I picked him more to mess with Andrew. Uh, the funny story about that is I offered him a couple trades. I, I was going to give him Mike Gillisley and Martavis Bryant for Eric Decker and... Uh, I can't remember which running back, but just a two-for-two two trade uh, just to kind of get a guy that I liked. I liked Eric Decker late, um, and I liked 
I can't remember who it was that I picked of his, but I wanted to get somebody off of him. I offered him two or three different trades for him. He kept telling me, no, 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 whatever. Thursday night rolls around. Gillisley goes out there, scores 22.5 fantasy points um, on my team as well, but he was on the bench. Um, but he had three touchdowns. It definitely looked like the LeGarrette Blunt rolled me. Um, so I'm ready to sell him. Um, I thought Andrew would be the one to buy him, but then he throws me out trades. I was like, yeah, man, I'll still give him to you. I really only drafted him to mess with you. And so he sends me a trade for Martavis, or, no, Martellus Bennett for Mike Gillisley. I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, the funny thing to me now is I had him valued lower. Now his stock is inflated a little bit. I'm going to capitalize on that, or I'm going to keep him and roll him out there. I have a hard time starting him because I have some other running backs um, on my team that I really just, I love better more than everybody else um, on my team. So it's going to be hard to start him, but I'll, I'll, I don't mind keeping him. But if he wants to turn me down before, now he wants to go do these trades, um, he's going to have to pay a little bit more now because his stock rose a little bit more. Um, so that's my story about Andrew. He sent me Martavis, or Martellus Bennett. He sent me uh, Eric Decker singled out. Um, he sent me some other stuff, but really he's sending me a bunch of stuff that was not even what I had valued before his game. And he came out and looked like the the guy you want out of New England. And so that's what I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna value on that now. And if I'm gonna trade him, I'm gonna trade him for somebody that I think could really help my team. Um, after I picked Gillisley, uh, Andrew picked Bilal Powell, and Derrick Henry went off the board, and I believe the Derrick Henry pick was a handcuff pick for Jacob Martin, and it looks like it was not, actually. It looks like he picked him just to keep him away from Sonny. Um, Derrick Henry, he's a great handcuff. If Murray goes down, he'll be a stud. Um, but I really think they like Murray there. I think they're using him properly there. I think Murray's the guy I'd rather have. I'm not too worried about Derrick Henry, but I do definitely think he has value. Um, ben Roethlisberger goes off the board. Danny Woodhead and Kirk Cousins to close out the sixth round, um, seventh round. Uh, Chris Hacker gets Kyle Rudolph. Um, Rudolph is a great end zone threat for that team. Um, and he has a rapport with uh, with Sam Bradford, so I like that. Jake picks Tyler Eifert, another guy who's big touchdown receiving tight end, and I think that's kind of what you look for in a tight end. Um, of course, yards are nice as well, but I like Tyler Eifert. Delaney Walker um, goes to JP. Frank Gore goes a little bit earlier than I've seen him go in other leagues. I've gotten him as late as like the 10th and 11th round. Um, Frank Gore... Uh, if he can keep it, keep it up, he's been that guy that kind of just seems to end in that 12 range every year, the RB12 overall. He's a, he's a stud. You know, he is getting a little bit older. He seems like he's been in the league forever, but he's he's a great running back, and the Colts kind of need that right now. Um, I just hope he can stay healthy, and I hope they keep using him in that role. Um, I would suggest getting Marlon Mack, though, if you have Frank Gore. Um, and since then, Matt Jones has been traded to the team also. I think that's more of a depth play. I don't necessarily think Matt Jones is a bad player at all, but I think Marlon Mack's a the guy they want to roll out after Gore. Um, so Andrew picks up Seattle's defense. This was an auto-draft 
team. Andrew was drafting from work, had to go back to work. Um, auto drafted Seattle's defense in the seventh round. Kind of tough. Um, I'm not a big defense early guy, but Seattle has the potential to be a top defense. I don't necessarily think they're the best, but I understand. Um, and this is one that was a weird pick for me. I picked Andrew Luck at the sixth pick of the seventh round. I usually wait way late till quarterbacks. I usually look at quarterbacks around the ninth, tenth, eleventh round. Um, and I've even taken my my first quarterback in the, as late as the thirteenth and fourteenth round. Um, but this this league, Andrew Luck was falling, and uh, I, I was surprised that Andrew Luck was here. So I was like, you know, I, I'll take a risk on him. I know there's a little bit of injury risk. They don't know exactly when he's coming back. I think he will be back this season. And when he comes back, I think he will be Andrew Luck. We know. Um, I personally don't care if I have Andrew Luck. I'm willing to trade him. Um, but I'm going to get Andrew Luck value out of him if I do trade him. Um, but to get me by later on, I picked up uh, Andy Dalton to be my uh, guy. I slid Luck into my IR slot. Um, so he's not really wasting a spot on my bench or anything. But I may try to trade him, get some value out of him somewhere else. Um, I like the guy, though. I think he's a great quarterback. Um, I hope the Colts can get somebody to block for him and give him a little bit more time. He gets hit more than most quarterbacks in the league. Um, kind of feel bad for luck. But they did the same thing with uh, Peyton Manning. Um, they couldn't quite figure it out until years on end. And then eventually they got it team built around him that that was able to go to the Super Bowl and win it um, they became a great team so I like Andrew Luck here uh, Jameis Winston went next Willie Sneed um, Doug Martin Denver defense Rob Kelly and Zach Hurts uh, Willie Sneed has been hurt here now um, not hurt he might have a suspension it looks like he's going to be out for two to three games regardless I can't remember if it's a suspension or he got hurt but uh, with his absence, there may be some other guys come out of the woodwork to get some receptions in New Orleans. New Orleans does spread the ball around, though. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, but Snead is quick. I, I like him um, from a talent-wise. Um, next person off the team or off the board is uh, Sonny Picks Paul Perkins. Deshaun Jackson goes next. Antonio Gates, um, another older player. But uh, tight end wise, he he he's got skills if he can stay healthy. Um, he's a touchdown target. I know they were trying to use him to break those records a few years ago. So if they keep trying to do stuff like that, um, I think he can be fantasy relevant. Outside of that, though, I don't really think he's a guy I necessarily want on my team. Next guy's off the board, Darren McFadden, Houston's D. Great D, J.J. Watt again. Shout out to him. He did a lot out there for Houston. Um, and it seems like they're still going. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they play this year. Um, Kansas City after that, another defense that I think is way underrated. Um, I like Kansas City's defense, and they proved it on Thursday night. Um, they they were able to hold Tom Brady down a little bit and not let them score. I think they really... Um, as much as the offense shined a little bit, the defense kind of made it possible for that to happen. They kept get, kept the ball in the offense's hands, and uh, they did a really great job on Thursday. They looked nice and fresh. I know they did have a potential injury out there. Um, I haven't looked up the information on it, but uh, that that's a little bit scary. It was one of their top guys, but uh, they'll still be solid, I think. 
I pitched Stefan Diggs here. Um, Eric Decker went right after Stefan Diggs. Um, I probably should have picked Decker. I like Decker a little bit more. I think he's a touchdown machine if they if they use him that way in ten, Tennessee. He'll be, you know, he'll be way undervalued here in the eighth round. I picked Stephon Diggs because I thought Decker may fall back to me, but he didn't. Um, Stephon Diggs, I do think, has a lot of potential. Um, he's, I think he's the lead guy out there, the guy I'd rather have. But I will say Thielen and uh, Sam Bradford seem to have a rapport out there as well. Sam Bradford likes Thielen a lot, so um, I may try to get rid of Diggs. Not get rid of him, but get some value out of him. But I think he'll be solid throughout the year. He's a good third receiver to have on my team. Um, but I do think he uh, he has big play capabilities. So I, I like him. But he's another pick like Martavis Bryant. The only reason I picked him was because I had a little bit of that assurance from DT, who I think is a little bit safer this year. Um, after Eric Decker was Dak Prescott, Minnesota, Arizona's defense, New England's defense, eighth round. Still a little early for defenses for me, but I think some of these were uh, auto-drafted picks. Um, Dak Prescott, I think will have a, not a bad game week one, but I think it will be a little bit tougher for him. He didn't play very well against New York last year. Um, both both matchups he had against him, but I do think Dak Prescott um, is a solid quarterback this year. He kind of just stayed in that 7-8 range all year last year. was pretty consistent with where he was at. Um, I like him a lot. He's a great late-round quarterback to grab. Um, it's probably too late for you if you're buying your fantasy teams, but um, if you can find him on your waiver wire or something, I definitely think he'll be, you know, just a solid, safe quarterback to have. Um, Steven Gostowski goes off the board in round nine. Uh, then Justin Tucker, Dan Bailey, uh, Brandon Marshall. This is Brandon Marshall late. I really like this pick. Um, I, I love Brandon Marshall. I've loved him since he played on the Bears. Um, and I think now with his capabilities here, last year there was a lot of hype about him going into the season because he was running faster than ever. Uh, there was a couple treadmill videos. He had a good rapport with uh, with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, and, of course, we all know how that turned out. The Jets didn't get anything going last year. Um, it seems like they're tanking this year. So um, I'm glad that Brandon Marshall just slid over to New York Giants um, instead of the Jets. And I think with him being there opposite of Odell Beckham Jr., Odell Beckham Jr. is going to draw most of the coverage. And I still think he's a wide receiver one playing in a wide receiver two role and I think he'll he'll catch some touchdowns this year. He'll be very relevant. I think he was a great pick this late. I really wanted him as well. I probably could have had him instead of Decker or Diggs earlier as well. Um, but he is another one that I thought would come back to me. Um, next was Martellus Bennett. I picked Jeremy Macklin. Uh, Jeremy Macklin out in Baltimore now. He was pretty solid last year. He was kind of uh, a decent weapon for them, but he kind of seemed to make that up in garbage time. Um, but I think he is a valid target for uh, Flacco and the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I think he'll play like a. Uh, I think I just think he'll be a solid wide receiver this year. Um, I do think he has a little bit to the Baltimore's offense. Um, opens up the field a little bit more with some different plays and different uh, formations. Um, situation that he will bring to the team. I don't know. Mason Crosby, Tyrell Williams, Jaquiz Rogers, LeGarrette Blunt, 
um, Jack Doyle and Terrence West. I will say uh, uh, LeGarrette Blount, um, good running back when it comes to goal line. Um, I don't think he will have that high of a value this year. I think he had a really impressive numbers last year when it came to touchdowns, but I just think it's hard to predict that many. I see him having more like uh, 8 to 11 touchdowns this year. Um, I just really don't know how Philly's going to use him either. Um, but he he's not really as good as his numbers seemed to be last year, in my opinion. Um, definitely, you know, he's in the NFL, so he's not a bad player at all. But I just think he's a little overrated uh, and very touchdown dependent. That's why I don't like him, I think. Um, Oz pick Jack Doyle. Um, I really like this pick here. It was actually the, the guy I was targeting. Um, I told Oz that I wanted him shortly after he picked that pick. Um, I was wanting him because I had luck. I think Jack Doyle's a you know underrated tight end. Um, they seem to be using him towards the end of the year last year a lot. Um, seem like they're trying to work him in and uh, use him as tight ends I think should be used. Um, so Oz kind of stole that one out from under me. I really wanted him. He was my first, my next pick in the draft if he fell to me. And Oz got him. After that, round 10, Sonny picks Dante Moncrief. Another guy I liked from Indiana. He was on track to be uh, to have a little bit of a breakout year last year. Um, and then he got hurt, so that's a little bit unruly. Hard for me to get on board with him. Um, he's a little, makes me a little bit nervous, but I do think he has the talent to be um, a great asset on that team um, and on any fantasy team. I think if he can stay healthy and Andrew Luck stays healthy, he'll be a great um, great target out there in Indianapolis. Um, then Oz picks Duke Johnson, another guy I liked. He's a little bit underrated in my opinion. I'm not necessarily my favorite player or anything, but I think the way they use him in the third down situations, um, I like Crowell, but I think Duke Johnson and PPR and stuff, I think he's going to have a little bit more of a step forward this year. Um, after that, Joe's team gets uh, Chris Hogan. Jonathan Stewart goes next. Jason Witten after that. Cam Newton. Um, and then I have to get my tight end here. I don't have to, but the tight ends were starting to dwindle down. And I picked up Hunter Henry. Um, I think he had a rapport last year with uh, Philip Rivers. Um, he seemed to be taking a step forward. I think he continues to take a little bit of a step forward. Not my favorite tight end, but I think he is a pretty safe play. I don't think he's going to hurt my team at all, but I'd have no issue with trading him or cutting him and picking up a different tight end. He's just one of those guys that I think is solid, but you never know who's going to come around to you. Um, after that, Pierre Garçon comes up um, from Andrew's team. Ethical's team picks Thomas Rawls. Phillip Rivers goes. Kenny Britt goes. Derek Carr goes. Um, and that's the 10th round. 11th round, uh, Chris Hacker picks Randall Cobb. Matt Stafford goes after that. Richard Matthews, Eddie Lacy, Andy Dalton, um, who was my next pick after that. I was going to pick Andy Dalton because I needed a quarterback while luck is out. Um, I like my Andy Dalton. Usually he doesn't get drafted in teams, um, but Andrew was on auto draft here, and then he picked his second quarterback there. Fortunately for me, um, Andrew didn't like that pick, and so he dropped him right after the draft once he saw his team. Um, and I was able to get him off the waiver wire for free because I slid Andrew Luck into my IR spot. So, good move anyways. I ended up picking up Samaje Perrin. Um, P. Ryan. I don't know how they pronounce it. I say Perrin. I'm not sure if that's right. So, I apologize, Samaje, if that's wrong. Um, 
you never would have thought that Samaje Perrin's last name was the one that was going to be the difficult one to uh, pronounce, but I think that's the one I had an issue with. But for all I know, I could be saying the first name wrong too. Um, but I think he has a lot of talent. He uh, he could be a great asset to Washington. Um, I just think he's more of a sleeper play for me uh, with some upside to, to step into a decent role there in Washington. Uh, so that's why I picked him. After that, Theo Riddick, Matt Bryant, Ted Ginn, who I love in New Orleans this year, especially while Willie Sneeze out. Ted Ginn's fast. He has the ability to make plays. I know he had a couple issues with dropping the ball when he was in New or uh, North Carolina, um, but I like him. I think he gives us some speed. He opens up the field a little bit more for the uh, for the Saints, as if that was something that needed to be happening. But I think he spreads the field. He can get deep. He has great separation, um, and I think it'll be really nice for Drew Brees for him. Um, after that, Adam Vinatieri, Mike Wallace, Adam Thielen. I mentioned him earlier. I like Thielen this year. He's got a good rapport with Bradford. Um, it was a good pick here in the 11th round for Sonny. Um, I've seen him not get picked up in drafts, but I do think he has value. I think he's a nice sleeper to have. Um, so nice pick there, Sonny. After that, DeAndre Washington in Oakland. Uh, Kevin White. Um, Kevin White was a little bit of a sleeper pick, in my opinion. Um, and now that Cameron Meredith's hurt, this was shortly after he got hurt when uh, when Oz picked him up. Um, so I, I understand that play. He could be a uh, he could be the lead role there at wide receiver in Chicago. Uh, the guy has talent. I just haven't seen anything from him since he's been in the league. He's only played a couple games. Um, so I'm interested to see how that plays out, both as a Bears fan and for fantasy purposes. Um, after that, Fedora Wits goes, Carson Palmer, New York Giants defense, Jeremy Hill to uh, Tyrone, you know, a Cincinnati player to Cincinnati fan, I kind of get that. I picked up Rex Burkhead here. I know I had Gillisley. Um, I didn't know it at the time when I picked Rex Burkhead. I picked Rex Burkhead just for upside potential, um, somewhat of a trade bait. I see Rex Burkhead having... You know, in the first three or four weeks, I could see him going off and having a big game as New England running backs seem to do. They seem to switch around all the time. You never know which one's going to have a good game. But I, I picked him kind of as trade bait um, as well as uptight potential. Um, I had not really sold on him or anything, but I could drop him in any time to pick somebody up. But not a bad pick, I don't think. I think uh, I'll have a good game and I'll be able to trade him away and get somebody else I like a little bit better than for him. After that, John Brown goes, um, Corey Coleman, Eric Eberron, a late tight end. I do like um, He's a nice pick there for JP. Jordan Matthews after that, who looks like he's going to be the lead role in Buffalo, um, but it's a little nerve-wracking. I don't really know if Buffalo really wants to win this year if they're trying to rebuild the team. The only guy I really like from Buffalo this year is Shady. I picked him in the first round, so I, I like that pick. Um, but Jordan Matthews has potential. Cole Beasley after that. Um, he had a bunch of really good games last year. Um, he seems to be, you know, kind of the forgotten, somewhat Wes Walker type role um, at, for the Cowboys or Julian Edelman type role nowadays. Um, just, you know, that slot receiver, uh, PPR machine. Um, I think Cole Beasley's pretty underrated, but I don't necessarily know that I want him on my team all the time. Um, I, just because after I have three or four receivers, 
Um, I have five receivers on my team at the moment. I feel like I have way too many. It's just I don't I don't value receivers as much as I do running backs. I'd rather be the guy that has all the running backs and not the guy that needs running backs because it always seems like everybody needs running backs. Receivers, I feel like there's five or six other guys on the waiver wire that I like to pick up. I saw Oz picked up Tyler Lockett off the waiver wire, but guys like that, uh, Mohamed Sanu, you know, I just feel like you can always find receivers on the waiver wire, so I'm not a big fan of loading up on receivers. Um, but after Cole Beasley, round 13 is uh, Austin Hooper, um, underrated tight end. I think he'll be a red zone threat. Um, James White, Arvin Jones, a little bit underrated. He was on, he has some big playability, and he could be the, the lead guy there in Detroit. I do think Golden Tate's a step ahead of him, but uh, I do like Marvin Jones. Um, Sebastian Janikowski, Stephen Hoschka, Carolina's defense goes to me. Um, I don't usually go defense early. Um, this is still a little bit earlier than I like, but Carolina was sitting there, and I knew the guys that I was going to pick next were probably going to fall to me. Um, I, w I knew I was probably going to be alone on guy liking those guys, so I went ahead and got a defense a couple rounds earlier than I usually do. Um, Cameron Braid after that, Darren Sproles, Los Angeles defense, uh, that's the LA Rams. Um, Eli Manning, Brandon McManus, Baltimore's defense, down 14. Julius Thomas, who I think will have a pretty decent um, year this year. Especially with Cutler. Cutler, uh, Cutler has done well with tight ends in the past. Adam Gase has used tight ends in the past as well. Um, I think Julius Thomas is a little bit underrated at tight end, but I will say I want to see how he looks a little bit. I'm interested to see how that plays out. Um, Oz gets Pittsburgh defense, Philadelphia. Corey Davis goes after that. Um, Danny Almondola, um, who was picked probably because of the, uh, the injury to Julian Edelman. Personally, uh, when Danny Amendola is healthy, I do think he's pretty talented, and I think he can catch the ball. He can be a playmaker. Uh, but my personal opinion of him is he's hurt all the time. Um, one of my favorite tweets I saw the other day, uh, Jason Moore from the Fantasy Footballers podcast, one of the podcasts I do listen to, tweeted out. He said, I feel like Danny Amendola is like, got that screen sensor on the bottom like in a video game that says he's down to 20% health. He just always gets hurt. Just so funny. Such a funny tweet. So shout out to Jason Moore for that one. Um, but 20% health, um, you know, like when you're in uh, Grand Theft Auto rules or whatever, you know, things start blurring up on you. Um, that's how I feel about Danny Amendola. Also, I know he plays a slot role. So people were thinking that because Edelman was known as the slot guy, um, Amendola was going to take a step forward. I personally don't think it's going to be Amendola. He didn't play too bad on uh, on Thursday, but I think he's going to get hurt by week three or four. And to be honest, if you look at Danny uh, to Edelman's stats last year, Edelman's stats, he actually only lined up in the slot 50% of the time, and he lined up outside a lot more as well. Um, Chris Hogan, I think, has played a little bit of slot, but he's a little bit more outside. But I think more of it is just the uses of how they want to use them and I don't think they want to use Amendola as a workhorse like they did uh, for uh, Edelman. I know workhorse at a wide receiver situation. Never heard it before, but I'm going to keep rolling with it. Uh, so after that, we had Zay Jones. Um, 
he has a lot of upside this year. I like that pick. Um, I got Phil Dawson as my kicker. You know, he's he's an older guy, reliable. I like, I like the way he kicks and out of Arizona. They have the potential to score a lot of touchdowns and score a lot of, and kick a lot of field goals. Um, I just like liked him. You know, out of out of the kickers, I'm not a huge like kicker guy. I was like, you know, as a reliable guy, I'll trust the uh, the veteran there. Um, Carson Wentz after that, Green Bay's defense, Matt Forte. Um, I have a soft spot for Matt Forte. Do I think he does well this year? Not as much. I think Bilal Powell will take over most of the work role. Um, but I do love Forte. I got a couple signed Forte jersey. Oh, well, a signed Forte jersey and a throwback jersey of Forte. I like both of those. Kobe Fleener goes after that. A little bit of a late tight end. Um, not sure on Kobe Fleener, but I think he has potential to be uh, a really valuable tight end. But I just... It just feels weird drafting him, from my opinion. Um, Cooper Cup, Chris took him as his late sleeper. Um, I agree with that. Uh, Chris and I tend to be on the same page with a lot of these guys. We have we have our differences as well, but Cooper Cup, good guy, nice pick, late in the rounds, round 14. Uh, round 15, Alvin Kamara, uh, Chris Hacker again, another guy I like. I think he has potential to... Uh, just surprise everybody in New Orleans. He could come out and be the guy. I don't necessarily think he will right off the bat. Um, I do think uh, Ingram is a guy I'd rather have. But say AP is not working out. Ingram gets hurt. Alvin Kamara steps in the role. Um, I think he'd be a very valid player. Um, a guy I like I like a lot. If, if uh, From a talent-wise, he, he's got a lot of talent. I think he could be very usable. I think you throw him on a different team. Um, he'd be very valuable. Um, after that, Jacksonville's defense, Cairo Santos, um, Ethicals team, picked a pick here that I wasn't quite fond of, um, Colin Kaepernick. Um, I know it's a touchy subject right now. Personally, I don't think the guy's that good. I don't really like the guy, um, and I didn't like the guy before the whole uh, National Anthem situation liked it. I... You know, his first year or so, he had a couple breakout games where I'm like, yeah, this guy's got a lot of talent. A uh, year after that, I think, is when he trademarked Kaepernicking. And if you don't know what Kaepernicking is, it's when you kiss your bicep. So he would run into the end zone and do the kiss the bicep motion. That was his touchdown dance, kind of like Aaron Rodgers' discount double check or the Tim Tebow praying on the sidelines on one knee. Uh, but Kaepernick trademarked kissing the bicep, and I just thought that was like such a like that ruins it for a lot of people. There's people like Hulk Hogan and all these famous wrestlers, all these athletes. People have been doing that forever, and a guy like Kaepernick comes in, who you know was valid. He was a decent player, but he wasn't like the best. I just don't see how he got away with trademarking that, and a lot, a lot. I lost a lot of respect for that. Anytime anybody wants to use kissing the bicep down an advertisement or on TV. Um, I think they have to pay some sort of accreditation to Kaepernick. Um, and then the situation with the National Anthem came around. Um, I will say I don't agree with him sitting down or taking a knee or whatever it is. Um, but I do say... He has the right to do that, and I'm not going to shame him for that. I'm not going to, you know, go off on him. 
you know, I think he has the right to, to do what he pleases. My personal belief, so I'm, you know, pro-America. You know, I think, you know, red, white, and blue, patriotic. I, I, I'm a big fan of being patriotic in that sense. Um, I personally, the whole Black Lives Matter movement, you know, I get it a little bit. You know, I, I, I will never know what it's like to be a black man living in America. Um, and I have friends, you know, all over the place from all over the world. Um, they've had conversations with me. Really, I learned a lot in a lot of situations that I've never even thought about. Uh, but personally, Black Lives Matter situation um, is the right intention handled wrong. And I think that's just what Kaepernick did. You know, I think his intentions on using his platform uh, to make a statement about um, equal rights and uh, and what his movement seems to be geared towards, like I get it, use your platform. I mean, I'm a big fan of using your platform and compounding that and using that um, for a bigger purpose. Um, I just think the way he went about it um, and the way Black Lives Matter seems to make their protests and their rallies and their um, their whole movement seems to be the right intentions handled in a way that I just don't necessarily agree with. I think, you know, freedom of speech, I get it, you know, do your thing. I'm not going to tell you not to do it, but I just, I think there's better ways to, uh, to promote that sort of message. And, uh, I, so that's why I don't feel, uh, very fond of Kaepernick at the moment. Uh, but I will say, I don't think, um, Kaepernick should be on an NFL team right now not because of any reason but I just don't think that you know he's that good I mean the last few years he played I you know some of the film we've had on him he's just he doesn't seem to have it anymore he had a hot streak there at the beginning you know I get that but he just doesn't seem to have the the capability to be a guy that's going to be valid for any team if anything he could be a backup you know if a team wants to sign him like, I understand, you know, I get it, you know, but sign him for the reasons of uh, to be a backup quarterback, um, and then he brings all that baggage with him. I understand why some teams don't want to deal with all that baggage. Uh, in my personal opinion, um, the situation is very similar to the Tebow situation. Tebow was, you know, using his platform to, to reach a bigger message and uh, promote a bigger message and bigger purpose. Um, and a purpose that I was on board with, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian person, um, but at the same time, I understand it brings a lot of baggage, a lot of, uh, publicity to teams that are trying to do certain things. And so I understand why it, it just doesn't work, you know, for players to do that. Um, so I think it's the same situation. I just think Tebow's was a little bit more of a positive, um, positive message where Kaepernick's is seemed to be a little bit more of a negative, um, I guess it, it's not really a negative message, but it's kind of a negative way of going about it. So that's my whole opinion on that. So I don't know um, who Sonny's roommate is. I don't know if it was a joke or if he does it because he is on Kaepernick's side. Um, his team name is Ethical's Team. So it could just be an ethical pick for him. Um, but he has a right to do that. Colin Kaepernick's not on the team right now, so... You know, I don't think it's really fantasy relevant. He might have just done that just in spite of the situation. I have no idea. Um, but he has the right to do that. So whatever, I'll let him waste the bench spot. But it was his last pick, so it's not a big deal. 
Um, after that, CJ Procise goes off the board. I ended up picking up Muhammad Sanu late in the round, um, round 15, last pick, kind of a flyer. Sanu has potential to be um, a viable wide receiver in the NFL. I think he is a good NFL receiver. Um, he's a good number two, a good complement to Julio Jones. I think Julio Jones will pull a lot of targets, uh, not targets, pull a lot of defenders over towards his um, side of the field, and then Muhammad Sanu will have a little bit of an opening to have some of those roles. Um, I don't necessarily think he'll get targeted as often as I would like him to, um, and I understand why. I mean, they have a lot of weapons out there. But Muhammad Sanu, I watched a couple uh, videos of him here in the pregame. I don't know if they were hype videos or just videos, mic'd up type videos. Um, and it just seems like they like him out there. He seems like he has a lot of talent. He goes up and gets the ball. Um, I think he could be, you know, a solid wide receiver. I really do. Um, I, but I think they just have to use him right. So I kind of picked him just to see how that turns out. Um, I think they like him there in Atlanta. So just another one of my opinions. Picks on a whim, you know, not a big deal. If he doesn't turn out, I don't mind dropping him for somebody else. But, you know, just figure out I might see what he looks like. After that, Matt Prater, Terrence Williams, um, Evan Ingram, Graham Gano, Alfred Morris, picked by Oz as the last round pick. This was before the Zeke news broke. So this is probably a pick just a late-round flyer of a guy who might be good for the first six weeks of the year. Unfortunately, I don't think it'll work out, and I think Oz has dropped him since then. Um, and the last pick of the draft is Will Lutz, kicker of the New Orleans Saints um, by Sonny. So that kind of wraps up the draft order. But it's kind of, kind of, uh, kind of cool to see how things play out. There has been a couple trades. One of the first trades in the league this year happened between Chris Hacker and, I believe, Ethical's team. Um, until I know his real name, I'm just going to keep calling him Ethical's team. Um, but their trade was a 3-for-3 three three trade, and it was more of a uh, depth trade, I think, more than anything. But uh, basically... Chris Hacker traded for Michael Crabtree, Frank Gore, and Corey Coleman, and he traded away Amari Cooper, C.J. Anderson, and Cole Beasley. Personally, I think this is a very fair, very even trade. I think it's more of a uh, trade based off of players uh, from a personal preference type situation. Um, so I, I have nothing wrong with this trade. Um, there have been a couple roster moves since the situation has um, changed, and interesting to see how things go off. Um, so that's that's how the draft turned out. Um, I will say um, it was a fun draft, a little bit of smack talk already. Um, it's going to be a fun season. I hope all the guys in the league listen to this, um, get a little matchup stuff. Um, yeah, let's do that, actually. Let's go talk about this week's matchups um, before we end the show. Um, this week in matchups, we have me playing my stepbrother, Joe. Um, I started, my starting roster was uh, Andy Dalton, Demarius Thomas, Martellus Bryant, LaShawn McCoy, Jordan Howard, Hunter Henry, Kareem Hunt, Phil Dawson, and the Carolina defense. 
Um, that's just what I rolled with now. Unless something changes, I'm already going to roll with them um, this week. Um, but I think it's solid there. My running backs are solid. My receivers um, aren't quite as solid as my running backs, but I still think Demarius Thomas is reliable. Martavis Bryant has a lot of upside. Um, I'm interested to see how that plays out. Um, and Andy Dalton, you know, I think he's underrated as a quarterback. And Joe starts Drew Brees, Des Bryant, Emmanuel Sanders, Lamar Miller, LeGarrette Blount, um, Antonio Gates, Sammy Watkins, and a Venetarian Denver's defense. Um, Denver's defense, obviously, super studs. I get that. Adam Terry is the legendary kicker. Um, I get that. Drew Brees, I like a lot. Um, Des Bryant, Emmanuel Sanders, not bad receivers, but if you have those receivers, I kind of would have expected a little more depth at the running back position. I believe Joe did have a Jai and didn't play him because of the hurricane situation down in Miami. Um, it's probably going through town right now, uh, today or tomorrow. I had some friends in Florida. My mom's in Florida at the moment visiting our family. Um, my grandpa has some health issues, um, but she's down there visiting. So I'm praying for them, praying for his health issues, praying for their safety in this hurricane. Um, hurricane Irma did hit in the Virgin Islands where my friends live. So I have some friends down there. Um, Island girl, Aaron Hart, Island girl music. She's on St. John. Supposedly she is safe. Uh, my buddy Leon is on Yoast. I saw a post. Somebody posted him, tagged him in a post that said he is safe. I haven't heard from either of them. Um, I have some other friends down there. I knew they flew Foxy off of Yoast Van Dyke as well as his wife and some of the other um, more notable families there. Um, but Leon was there. So I'm hoping he's doing good. Um, I hope they let me know if I can send him a pair care package. Or uh, maybe I was planning on going down and visiting them sometime in the next three or four months. Maybe I can go down and be of help in some way or another. My thoughts and prayers go out to all the guys in the Virgin Islands, everybody in Florida, um, my friends down there. I'm glad everybody's okay. But some of my favorite places, you know, Ivan's Campsite and Bar, Stress-Free Bar, um, Soggy Dollar, Foxy's, the whole island is basically you know, torn up, um, all the trees and stuff seem to be off the beach. Um, it's, it's, it's a big mess down there. They're going to have a lot of cleanup to do. So hopefully I can do something to help them. Um, so if you're listening and you're from the Virgin Islands or from Florida and you want to give me a heads up on how I can help or how I can, uh, give you a shout out or something, um, get the word out on what's going on in the situation. We will probably have another podcast within the next week for sure. I've been trying to be more accurate and more uh, consistent with these. I'm currently building some equipment up to start a studio here down by the lake where I live. I have a lot of people lined up still that I want to have on. It's just a matter of scheduling. Um, if I go to the game tomorrow with my buddy Tyrone, I'm sure we'll have him on. We'll talk a little bit about football, a little bit about tailgating. We may go through our tailgating setup and food. Uh, we're big into cooking up some good food for the tailgate type stuff. Um, should be a fun time. Um, but again, uh, if you're from an area that got hit by Ermageddon, I'm going to coin that phrase. Uh, let's try to get Ermageddon just trending everywhere, trending on Instagram, trending on Twitter, Facebook. Um, that would be awesome. But if you, if you tweet hashtag Ermageddon, I'll try to give you a shout out, um, within the next couple of weeks, whether it's on Twitter or Instagram or something, 
uh, feel free to DM me, uh, tell me a story. Um, if I have enough people give me their stories of what's going on in, um, in the tropical area down there through Irma and the other hurricanes. And even uh, Hurricane Harvey out in Houston. Um, any stories like that that you want to share, um, I'd love to tell them on the podcast or have you call in and tell them yourself. Um, I think it's a crazy time for the southern states right now. Um, but it is nice to see the communities coming together, people coming together, um, everybody coming together for a great cause like this. Um, big shout out to my buddies in the Virgin Islands. Um, they really got wrecked by Irma. I don't know what's happening in Florida yet or what will happen to Florida, but I'm sure it's not pretty. Um, we have a friend up here whose family lives around here on the lake. She's up here visiting. She has a big uh, kayak facility down there. Um, right in the middle of the storm it's supposed to be hitting the eye is supposed to go right through her her business and home um, so praying for everything to be safe and hopefully you know keep stuff intact enough to be able to continue your life um, we have a lot of friends all over the place so uh, please give me a shout out give us a shout out online um, to uh, either on Twitter at C. Kyle Bear, Instagram at It's Me CKB. You can find me on Facebook. Like this on whichever platform that you're listening on. Um, and then we'll go back through the rest of these uh, matchups here. We have Oz and Team America going up against Craig Carroll and Dem Boys, you know, Dem Cowboys. Um, this is going to be a good matchup. Um, I'm interested to see how Oz's team that he put together came out. Um, of course, I'm rooting for America, but Craig's a good guy. Um, I like seeing him do well as well. Right now, Craig is leading 15 um, to 10, 11, you know, 15.4 to 10.68 over Oz. And it looks like Craig is projected to win um, by 9 at the moment. Um, but Oz has some sleepers here. Tom Brady... Gave him a little bit of a hit. He only got 11 points out of him. He was projected to have 28, so um, that's a little bit of a hard hit. Um, Craig had Danny Amendola in, who scored 15 fantasy points. Not bad, um, especially if you're just going to play him for the first couple weeks until he gets hurt. Um, I don't know that he gets hurt, but I think he tends to be hurt quite a bit. Um, but Craig had Aaron Rodgers left to play. Ter Terrence Williams, Todd Gurley, Mark Ingram, Greg Olson, Tyrell Williams, Matt Bryant, and Houston's D. And Oz has Jordy Nelson, Golden Tate, Melvin Gordon, Ty Montgomery, Jack Doyle, Tyler Lockett, Brandon McManus, and Pittsburgh's D. Um, personally, I think this is going to be a really close game, really close matchup. It looks solid. Um, I know it's going to hurt a little bit of Oz's team with that Tom Brady performance, but... Uh, I think he has enough strength elsewhere in his lineup that he may be able to uh, bounce back a little bit and might even win. So we'll see on that one. Uh, after that, we have Andrew and Vic's Team 7 and Sonny with the Kanye's. Right now, Sonny's ahead 11.30, but Andrew hasn't had anybody play yet. Um, Sonny is projected to win by 3. This is going to be another close matchup. Um, according to projections. Um, but Andrew has Carson Wentz, 
DeAndre Hopkins, Kelvin Benjamin, Devonta Freeman, Leonard Fournette, uh, Jimmy Graham, Pierre Garcon, Stephen Hashka, and Seattle. Um, not a bad starting lineup. Um, I like Devonta Freeman this week. Um, I hate that I like him this week because he's playing Chicago, but Devonta Freeman is going to be solid this whole year. I don't know about Leonard Fournette enough to be confident in him, but I get it. Um, he could do well, but I do think that that Houston D is going to be a tough one to start him against. Um, I think they're going to do do awesome. J.J. Watts on a roll right now with what he's been doing. Um, Sonny only got 11 points out of Brandon Cooks. He was projected 16 points. Um, but, you know, I think he's still got some other players as well. He's got Marcus Mariota, Alshon Jeffrey, DeMarco Murray, Marshawn Lynch, Zach Ertz, Jameson Crowder, Will Lutz, and Baltimore. I think it's going to be a really good matchup. But right now, if only Andrew's team had Mike Gillisley. You know, he could have made that trade, but he didn't. So he's going to have to pay for it this week. And for that sake, I'm going to lean towards Sonny winning this week. Um, Marcus Mariota has a pretty decent matchup this week against Oakland, um, as well as Oakland has an all-right defense. Um, their defense against quarterbacks in fantasy doesn't seem like it's very strong, so that should be an interesting week. Of course, I love DeMarco Murray and Marshawn Lynch um, will be an interesting play as well. See how he plays out. Um, but it's going to be a good matchup. We'll see that matchup, and we'll keep you posted on what happens there. The next one is my brother versus my brother's friend, JP. So Jake versus JP. Um, both their teams are have not had anybody play yet. Um, it looks like um, they are projected to... JP is projected to win by two points. Two points. JP has Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown. How, what of a what a pairing right there. That's a great pairing right there. That's going to be, going to be tough to beat. Um, Doug Baldwin, Joe Mixon, Amir Abdullah, Delaney Walker, T.Y. Hilton, Dan Bailey in Minnesota's defense. I do like Joe Mixon this year, but I think um, I think it'll take him a second to get really up to full steam. He could have a great week, week one, but it wouldn't surprise me if he wasn't getting the production. Um, I think uh, the coach out there in Cincinnati is going to make his rookies earn the position. Um, and at some point in time, he's going to realize that Joe Mixon's a guy. Um, but that Antonio Brown, Ben Roethlisberger pairing is going to be cool. They're going to He might double up on a couple touchdowns this week. Um, especially in this league, Antonio Brown gets a little bit of a bump because this league gets return yards. Um, not not total return yards, but I think like they get one point for every 25 yards returning. Um, so that could be a potential bonus there. Um, and Doug Baldwin as well, another solid guy. Um, so the running backs on JP's teams are a little bit uh, a little bit of a question mark for me, but he's got some solid receivers um, with Antonio Brown, Doug Baldwin, and T.Y. Hilton. Jake's team has Russell Wilson, Terrell Pryor. Um, Devontae Adams, Le'Veon Bell, Dalvin Cook, Tyler Eifert, Kenny Britt, and Justin Tucker in Arizona. So I'm sure one of these players is going to be hoping for all Antonio Brown work. The other one's going to be hoping for Le'Veon Bell work. Um, but in my opinion, everybody's going to eat in this game from Pittsburgh. They're playing the, they're playing the uh, Cleveland Browns. So, I mean, it's just going to be 
probably a high-scoring game for Pittsburgh. I think that everybody's going to get their production and still going to do well. But I do think I like Le'Veon Bell a little bit better. A little better, but uh, that's because I like to play running back heavy. Um, so in this league, this week, I think I lean towards Jake upsetting JP's team. Jake's supposed to be uh, is projected to score 115 points, and JP's supposed to be 117. So I think Jake Bear could uh, could upset this week. This is gonna be a, this is gonna be a fun one to watch. Also, a lot of these look like they're gonna be really close, except for my matchup, of course, because I'm just like you know a badass, um, and I scored 50 points on my flex with Kareem Hunt. So that's gonna be tough to beat. Um, I'm projected to outscore Joe by 50, uh, 40 points, 41 points right now. So uh, basically, you can mark off. Kareem Hunt, and I still will probably win, but that's just me bragging a little bit. You know, I love Joe. I hope he does well, but um, I really like my team. I think I'm going to do pretty well this year. Uh, next matchup would be Chris Hacker and Toucher of Butts. Of course, going up against Sin City. You know, Toucher of Butts, Sin City, they kind of go together. Um, they both had two players play. They didn't look like they came up with the amount they were supposed to have. Um, but they are projected to be a close matchup again at 107 points to 110 points, three points difference. Tyrone's projected to win. Tyrone has Cam Newton, Odell Beckham Jr., Michael Thomas, Carlos Hyde, Tevin Coleman, Travis Kelsey, who underproduced what he was supposed to. Uh, I'm going to say underproduced, but basically he was supposed to, he was projected to have 13 points. He only had seven points, um, which I guess all the touchdowns went to, uh, Kareem Hunt on my team, so I could do it. But again, I like I like Travis Kelsey. I like to see him do well. Um, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, Mason Crosby, and Kansas City's defense. Um, defense scored about eight points on Tyrone's team, so not too bad about what they were projected to score. Um, not like huge difference maker either way, just, just solid. Um, Chris Hacker's team had two players. Play, but they were Steven Gostowski and New England's defense. New England's defense obviously didn't do too well. Um, they only put up three points, but Gostowski um, had nine points, um, so that was not too bad either. So, so solid for a kicker. You know, I think it's not going to really those two. New England's a little bit of a setback, but I don't think it'll really make much of a difference in this. Matchup, but uh, Chris Hacker is projected 107. Um, he has Kirk Cousins, Michael Crabtree, Allen Robinson, David Johnson, Christian McCaffrey, Charles Clay, and Sterling Shepard. Uh, David Johnson, a beast. Uh, Christian McCaffrey um, will be interesting to see how he plays. I don't know that I trust him right off the bat like this, but Chris drafted him to be that guy, so I guess you kind of got to play him. Um, but We'll see how that turns out. McCaffrey isn't that bad. Um, he's not a bad running back, too. After that, the last matchup of the week will be Jacob Martin's team versus Sonny's roommate. Um, I may go in there and uh, change Ethical's team name to Sonny's roommate. I just don't know his name. I'd love to meet him sometime. Hopefully he's a good guy. Um, I trust Sonny, so I'm sure he's he knows his stuff. Right now, Jacob Martin's team is winning. 28.65 to 4.3 um, and he is projected to win by 
seven points. Originally, he was not predicted to win. He was originally predicted to lose by 20 points, and it kind of was a turn in events here. Um, Jacob Martin had Tyreek Hill, who had a pretty good game. Tyreek is solid. It looks like they're trying to use him properly. Last year, I kind of thought he was more of a change-of-pace type guy, a little bit of a boom-bust, high-upside type guy. I would have been a little bit nervous drafting him this year, but it looks like they want to use him um, and keep getting him involved in other ways, so I like that pick. Um, and uh, he also has Carson Palmer, A.J. Green, Ezekiel Elliott, Adrian Peterson, uh, Evan Ingram, Keenan Allen, Los Angeles, and it doesn't look like he's got a kicker right now. At least he doesn't have one in his lineup, and he's still projected to win by seven, so he may run away with this one. I'm not sure. Um, Zeke this week against the Giants. Um, he is playing week one, they said, so uh, uh, that was definitely a good pick by Jacob Martin, so I like that. I like A.J. Green this week. Um, Baltimore versus Cincinnati is going to be a pretty good matchup, I think. You know, they're both kind of rivals there. Um, I feel like Cincinnati always does pretty well against Baltimore, though, but it's usually a high-scoring game. Um, and on the other side of the ball, Rob Gronkowski only got 4.3 points. You know, not your normal Gronk, um, but he's he looked healthy. They just couldn't get anything going. Um, so I, I really don't. And obviously he didn't have any touchdowns or anything, so this is a little bit different for Gronk, but um, I think he'll still be all right this year. He also has Dak Prescott, Julio Jones, Amari Cooper, Isaiah Crowell, C.J. Anderson, Jordan Reed in his flex. So two tight ends he's rolling out this week. Um, his kicker is Hopkins from Washington, and Green Bay is his defense. Um, so I really think Jacob Martin's going to run away with this one just after that performance with Tyreek Hill. Um, he He's looking solid, looking like he's got a solid team. I do like Julio Jones. Amari Cooper will be all right. Crowell will do okay, I think. Um, but Dak Prescott, um, I think he'll do okay, but I don't think he'll be... Um, New York Giants was his toughest matchups last year. He didn't do as well in those last year, so... I tend to lean towards Jacob Martin this this week, so should be a good week. Um, they'll have a lot of fun. I'll keep you posted. Next podcast, I'll give you an outcome list. I might turn this season into a weekly fantasy football talk. You know, we might talk a little bit about fantasy football every week. We'll see. We'll see how it goes out. Maybe a couple weeks at a time. Maybe uh, every three or four weeks. But I enjoy talking about it. And I got a lot of feedback last time about it, and it's fun telling stories about what people are doing and stuff. Um, and before we close out, how much time do we got here? We have, holy crap, we've been talking for two hours. I guess we'll just start talking about cutting off, cutting off for the night. Um, maybe tomorrow with Tyrone, we'll do some sleeper bot questions. Uh, we may do some sleeper bot questions early next week. Um, maybe we'll start doing more than one episode a week if I can find the time to make it, um, have the space to make it. And, uh, please let me know what you think. Um, like, and subscribe to this. Um, I might be trying a few different options for, uh, posting it. Um, I'm running out of space on SoundCloud. This will probably take up most of my time on SoundCloud. Um, 
it will always be on the iOS podcast app, so I want to keep that going. Um, but tell me, talk to me on Twitter, talk to me on Sleeperbot, talk to me on Instagram, Facebook, um, like us on YouTube. Um, I might be posting my next few podcasts on YouTube. I don't know if it will have full video yet. Um, something I'm working on, though. Um, once we get the studio going, obviously it'll be a little bit easier. Um, but I will probably put some stuff on YouTube um, and might use that as my RSS feed. But please let me know what you think. Um, tell me your stories, if you know any stories of the hurricane. Um, your thoughts and prayers are going out to you guys. I hope everybody's safe. I love to see everybody working as a community. Um, but give me your give me your stories, give me your thoughts, um, any takes you have on football, hurricanes, um, the draft. Tell us how we did on our teams. Tell me which team you think is going to win. Personally, I think it's going to be me because I'm the reigning champ. Two years running, we might be going for a three-peat this year. Chris Hacker, big rival. Respect. I like him, but he's never beaten me in a championship game. He's never been in a league with me that I haven't been a champion in. He may have a better record end of the year. I think I might come out on top, but that's just me. So anyways, let's have a great weekend watching some football. Until next time, hang loose. Let's watch some football.